Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Previously on a new winter. I heard they were murdered on your farm. Then, as he walked away, thank you for your time, Mr. Stockwell. This is episode 53 of A New Winter. sat back down. Mr. Stockwell, did I hear that right? What was happening? Was this my true self? Was I the father, the monster? None of this was making sense to me. I had to find out more. I didn't even know where to start. I looked around the house for anything, any clues. And there I saw it. A chest of drawers with framed photos on top. There was my twin brother and I, smiling as boys, arms wrapped around each other with a cheeky grin. They looked familiar, at least. The next photo was of my mother, bless, smiling and looking off camera in a portrait pose. Then the next one troubled me. It was my mother, older now, older than I ever remembered seeing her, with her arm around me. But I was in my thirties, at least. And then the next one was the most horrifying of all. A picture of what looked like me as a boy. A school photograph, tire skew, fake smile. And underneath it it said, Joseph Stockwell, R.I.P. It was my twin, and he was dead. And he must have been dead for a very long time, in fact. I started panicking slightly. What did this mean? Was there anything else? I went into mum's bedroom and the stale air made me feel slightly nauseous. I started opening drawers and found a cardboard box. 
Inside was a series of folders with dates, locations and names. As I looked through, it was a combination of notes and photographs of people. Dead bodies, dead animals, pieces of clothing, hair. Then the more and more I looked, the more I realised this was bigger than I thought. I felt sick and ran to the bathroom to vomit. What was this all about? I felt like the truth was within reach, but I just couldn't quite grasp it. I ran outside and took in deep breaths from the freezing cold air. It certainly calmed me down, at the same time as giving me a hard slap across the face. It sounded strange, but I felt like I needed some kind of guidance. Whether it was the wide man, Bob or even Mr Tooley, just someone who could help. I felt like I should try and... Maybe find the little house in the forest, the one where I'd seen the photos of Kate. The one where I'd left that little boy promising to be right back. I never did. Was that him, my twin? Did he die out there? Did I have something to do with it? This was all happening too fast. It was just too much. I called a taxi that took me to the edge of the woods. Near the pub, actually, where I'd had a drink with Dewbridge, what felt like an age ago. As I walked through the snow in my boots, I noticed the signs again, the ones that had led me out, and I followed them back to where they had originated. For some reason, I expected the sun to set, but the light stayed with me. As I trekked through the cold, I kept an ear open for any sounds or surprises, but there was nothing. It really was isolated this far in. And then... After a while, I saw the little house. I felt a surge of shame run through me, this horrible, dense, black hole in the pit of my stomach. Something just didn't sit right. What was I expecting to see? Then I noticed something at the front of the house. Was that a body? As I drew closer, I saw there was two deers strung up on a branch, a bucket under them, full of blood and organs, They'd been cut open and drained. Next to it was a used campfire of sorts. Someone had clearly caught and eaten these animals. Was that even legal? I kept my wits about me. Anyone could be out here. And if it was some psycho, they could easily kill me and no one would even ever know. Okay now, stay steer. A voice suddenly spoke from behind me. I'm just letting you know I have a gun and it's aiming right at the back of your head. I ain't planning on using it, I just want to know what you're doing here. Are you a copper? No, I said. Who are you? Me? <laughs> Who are you, friend? Don't tell me that you live here. I'm going to turn around, I said. Is that okay? Sure, he answered. I turned around slowly and saw a man in a black beanie, bearded, rough-looking, but with some fairly smart-looking, almost new trekking gear. There's no way he could have been homeless. He looked like he'd just bought this stuff. But my eyes were drawn to the hunting rifle, casually aimed at me from his hip. Clearly he was comfortable with it, and confident with his aim. But I doubt he went around shooting it like that. I don't live here, I began. My brother did, and I wondered if he was still here. I wanted to talk with him. No one here, pal, he said. Been here three nights now. No one's turned up. 
can ask why you're here. Well, he said, seeing as you've been so polite, I'm inclined to tell you the truth. Which is? I asked. Which is that I'm having, uh, well, what some may call a slight existential crisis. I've, well, I'm going to be honest, I've run out on my family, and I wanted to spend some time here in the woods. I found this place, and, uh, well, I've been using it. A creepy house in the middle of the woods. Yeah, he said. Well, it gets cold out here. I've got a tent set up in there. I mean, it's cleaner than the floor. You've not seen my brother, then? He's my twin. Looks exactly like me. Look, you're the first person I've seen since I got here, friend. You're not the one going around kidnapping and killing people, are you? Well, I'm not the one with the gun, I said. He laughed and put the gun down. Well, no, you're not. You're not. Can't help but be cautious. Cold makes me a bit edgy, you know? Do you want some deer? It's good. No, but I wouldn't mind taking a look around if that's okay. Sure thing. I might follow you if that's okay with you. I'm just curious. No problem with me, I answered. And as I walked in, I made my way to that secret room with the projector and photos of Kate. Wow, the man said. You seem to really know your way around here. And as I walked in, it was just how I left it. Exactly how I remembered. The man was looking around as well, startled at what surrounded him. This your brother? Yeah, I said. He's a bit... Strange. Yeah, he said. You're telling me. He's got all kinds of stuff here. The man started going through boxes of files and something snapped inside me. Don't touch those, I shouted. He immediately lifted his hands up in shock, a slight look of fear passing across his face. Sorry, he said. No, I'm sorry, I said. I I just just, don't want these things touched, okay? But it might help find your brother, he said. Seemed that he was into some real twisted stuff. I kneeled down and went through the files. These weren't just newspaper clippings and photos. There was... Jesus, there was a finger, an ear, and in a small plastic see-through bag, what looked like an eyeball. It was a collection. They were... trophies. I opened up another box in the corner, and there were more... more trophies, but except these were small as if they belonged to children something moved in the pit of my stomach and I felt like I was going to be sick I stood up straight, my knees shaking slightly and looked on the walls it wasn't just photos of Kate, there was a map there were pieces of yellow string connecting them hold on Wasn't this the same thing that I'd seen at the other house? When Michael found me. But now it's here. Stay right there, I heard. I turned around to see the man had gone to get his gun and come back. Now, he said, I don't know where you're playing at, but I want you gone from here. Right fucking now. My heart slowed down. I looked the man in the eye. He was terrified. The gun, now held up to his eye line, was hiding his face. 
but I could still sense the fear within him. It made me feel powerful. I somehow felt invincible. If he was going to kill me, he would have done. But I couldn't have him getting the police involved here. I just couldn't. Okay, I said. I'll leave. But what if my brother comes back? He's dangerous. Twisted. I mean, you said it yourself. And as I was talking, I moved slowly forward towards him. He's dangerous. You think I'm fucking stupid? The man spat back. There's no brother. This is all yours. You just didn't expect me here. I was supposed to believe that you just so happened to know where all this shit is and had never seen it before. Well, that's very convenient. Okay, I said, if you don't believe me, if you don't believe me, I can understand that. So let's go to the police, okay? Bring me in if you like, but I'm telling you, this isn't me. I came searching for a man. I came searching for a man called Michael. He's missing. And I think it's all connected. So you are a cop? He asked. Look, just put the gun down. I'm going to reach in my pocket and show you my identification, okay? He agreed and put the gun down. And I held out my right hand, as if to show him there's no harm. I dug deep into my jacket pocket with my left to distract his attention. And then I grabbed the rifle with my right hand. He immediately pulled the trigger, but shot at the floor. I punched him, square in the face of my left hand and felt his nose break. He fell to the floor on his knees, clutching his face, and I managed to wrestle the gun free and point it back at him. Huh, idiot, he mumbled, spitting blood on the floor. It's a single shot. So, knowing that, I hit him round the head with it, like a bat. It connected with the side of his head and he fell flat on the floor. He was groaning, his gurgling blood. Running from your family, I shouted down at him. This is probably your den, isn't it? Your sick little retreat. Let me guess... Are they dead too? Did you blow their brains out, huh? Smash their annoying faces in? But he passed out. I couldn't help but keep going. You killed them, didn't you? Your little girl, your wife, your son. You had to. You had to. And as I shouted at him, I started stamping on his face. I threw all my weight behind it. Slamming my foot down onto his jaw until I slowly felt his face start to cave in. The flesh started to get mushy under my shoe. Soon, he was unrecognisable. And then, when I'd finally finished, I could see he no longer even had a face. I'd killed him. I took a second, and I took a deep breath. I was sweating like crazy. My heart was pumping like a jackhammer and my palm was bleeding where I'd squeezed my fists together so tight that my nails had cut into my flesh. I calmed myself down. I truly was a monster. I'd only met this man moments ago and now here he lay, murdered, beneath my feet. I took another look around the room 
the maps, the photos of people, people I'm not even sure that I recognised, but I could see Jackie, Kate, Nicola, Sophia, even the Madame from the Lime. They were all here. Photos taken from afar, mixed in with a host of other women. Most of them seemed to be mothers. The kids often included in the pictures. What was going on here? I needed to get out. I made my way back outside and into the snow. Was the mass grave still here, I wondered? I made my way to where I'd woken up before. And there, in front of me, were dozens of frozen bodies. Children. But what terrified me more is that I could hear shouting. Someone was coming. They were close. I just want to say a big thank you to my patrons for supporting the show. You can go to patreon.com slash a new winter or go to the new winter site anewwinter.com where you can make a donation there as well. Remember you can follow us on Twitter at a new winter or email us a new winter podcast at gmail.com or go to facebook.com slash a new winter. If you enjoy the show, please do rate us and leave a comment on your podcast platform of choice. Next week will be the final episode of season four of A New Winter. Thank you for listening. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.